and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And you suggested that you would see Pet Cemetery. Or Pet Symmetry, if you want to mispronounce it. <laughs> or, I mean, it's it's already misspelled, or, you know. Or Pete Symmetry, if you just want we, to. We could wrong. do that. These are the very... <laughs> Very unpopular spinoffs, Pet Cemetery. It's a mathematical equation. And uh, Pete Cemetery um, is just about a little cartoon boy that's obsessed with death. Yeah. Tim yeah. Burton's going to be turning it into. Really? Uh, no, that's a surprise. That's not. That's it's Johnny not, Depp it's, will voice it. Probably. Yeah. So this is not a reimagining, but based on the Stephen King novel, correct? Well, honestly. Already we've got a well. The three of. The the separate properties or w- whatever you want to call them, the, the media interpretations of uh, of that are kind of disparate. Like all of them feature pets, cemeteries. Um, there's people coming back from the dead. But once you get to basically the third act or somewhere about like midway through it, like to right up there, they start changing a good deal um, from each other. Was any member of the Munsters in the current version as Herman was in the 1989 version? Um, I, I don't believe any of the Munsters appeared in the novel. <laughs> uh, Stephen King, although a fan of horror, has not included a lot of... Monsters. Now, Monsters, yes. Monsters. Monsters. Well, well, Fred, Fred Gwynn was in the 1989. I thought maybe... I was hoping that was more of an Ed McMahon, but sometimes, like sometimes, it's Herman Munster. You can just channel it properly. Yes, but apparently, I'm not. It was like when they were going to cast like Ed Wynn as Conan, and they were just like, "No, we shouldn't do that." (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to Google the Wynn brothers and how they're related to. Goldie Hawn, by all means, well, do I, so. I felt if we were bringing in Munsters references, I could I could toss it in an ad win. Like, when, when but Jane, not Keenan. When do I ever have the chance to bring him up in regular conversation? <laughs> never. Never is the answer. <laughs> so my eldest child was in class and was answering questions correctly so much so the teacher started asking more pointed questions and more niche area questions just kind of because she knew them all just pegging it in yeah well yeah and uh of course had to deal with the mockery of her friends why do you even know that and you know what her response was because my parents are cool be like, so I'm sorry, my parents cared and uh, yeah. they taught me things. <laughs> yeah. Yours, uh, yours just kind of left you to the wayside like you were a seed they'd covered mm-hmm. in hay and just been like, well, I hope a bird doesn't eat it. I uh, know. <laughs> let's go to Burger King. You see, what some people forget about parenting, it's not just about keeping the baby alive. Well, I mean, a, a lot now, a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it is. But once you have that covered, it's your job to properly brainwash your spawn. Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it's like getting a car. Like, do you have to change the oil? Well, no, I guess not. Will Will it eventually impact the car's ability to do anything? 
Yes. Yes. And it will never talk to you like Knight Rider if you don't change the oil. No, William William Daniels will not at any nope. point. Michael. 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 So I'm about uh, to engage the turbo boost. I uh, I am really proud at the amount of brainwashing because it's. I had to really hold back. I mean, they were like two years old and wanted to lay out the Star Trek, and I thought, no, 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 too soon. Well, I mean, for people that don't do a lot of brainwashing, like. It is a little tiring, and I mean, it's yeah. a project you've got to commit to. It's yeah, you really. It's do. like having a garden. Like you just, it's not a like a just a couple of hours like little hobby or little like its own little thing. Like you got to put years, mm-hmm. years into that. I thing. mean, if there was no YouTube, I would have totally owned them musically. But now they discover stuff on their own. And I, whatever. I'll, and again, maybe it's because of my age or the fact that it's not directed toward me but like i don't see how they they get on youtube like i can get on there and spend you know 20 30 minutes just like watching maybe. people fall down well it's but i i find like you know clip shows of this or them collecting this and that they're just getting these people that are like i'm gonna open a box and i'm just like well, i can open a i can go in my kitchen and open, like ooh, look there well there's some uh there's some raisin bran crunch. I'll open that. I, I don't. I don't understand like a lot of this stuff. Like, if you put like music videos, which again are kind of outdated, uh, just by saying that, collecting things on there in video or wanting to like speak to this or that, that makes sense to me. Like some of the stuff I see on there, I'm just like, well, that's not funny. That. That person should not be doing this. That person should not have five million followers. I, I, I just, I don't understand it. And the kids will be like, "Dad, look," and I'll, I'll look or I'll watch or whatever they're asking me to do. And you want to poke your eyes out and make your ears bleed, right? Well, I, I like doing, you know, the the simple solution first, uh, and just you know, take the battery out or yeah. turn it off. But in the event that like we get down to my, you know, twentieth or thirtieth move on that sure my i'll take my own eyes <laughs> i guess part of my inability to embrace some youtubers now some are are hilarious and some are very talented for real well but- I mean, in, in the same way that you have like just you know thousands and millions of actors are there some actors like let's say ian mckellen is Ian McKellen a talented actor? Yeah. By all means. Um, Ashton Kutcher, also an actor. Are you bringing up Polly Shore? Is, is Ashton Kutcher as good an actor as Ian McKellen? No. The answer to that question for anybody that had to like look it up or was quantifying, it was an immediate no. You that was that was the the test. And if you mm-hmm. if you said uh well, then you did not pass. Um, in the same way, there there are people on YouTube that have genuine, like, interesting mm-hmm. points of view, and I, I can listen to them. And then there's others that I'm just like, you you are vapid, and you are unentertaining, and I need to take this spotlight from you. <laughs> if only it had existed when we were doing mornings. You know, I, I feel like if if there had have been that much access to like video or anything, I would have also done something embarrassing that I'm just like, oh, that's out there forever now. Yeah, well, no, I, I like that I have the anonymity of the 80s and 90s to kind of protect me and that it only lives on like through, you know, 
story or or just like verbal. Yeah, it's only legend. Yeah, no, I like that video evidence. Like you can't you can't dispute that. Like I like there being like a little bit of a you know. Well, he was ten feet tall, and he struck down eight men in one blow. Like there there's something fun about the. The, the the story that's carried on mm-hmm. from person to person. Somebody embellishes here. Somebody just makes up something there. It's beautiful. But when it's video evidence, it's it, yeah. it is what it is. Truth. So about this movie. Sure, Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. Um, I did not read the book, and I have not seen any of the films. But I'm just going to guess it's about pets who come back to life. And and there is a cemetery in which they are, they're yes. buried. And there is an English teacher correcting the spelling of the word. Um, I, actually, at no point do I think he he does any kind of correction. Like hmm. I think he point like maybe points it out, but like he's not like taking a, a red pen and you know deducting two points because of the spelling here. But like the handwriting, he he didn't deduct the full ten points for. Um, the, the thing that caught me about this, and this is the problem you run into with like remakes or reimaginings, because they they seem to be taking up more and more space. You know, I'm on annoyed television. at anything called a reimagining, and I don't actually know why. Well, it whatever verbiage you prefer. Yes. Like I I don't I don't mind, but like some people are like, well, it's not a remake, it's a reimagining, or it's a retelling, and I'm just like, sure, you. I got your use the verb right here. Use the whatever verb or adjective <laughs> or like adverb, Jaren. whatever noun, like you want to toss out there. It's fine with me. It, it ain't gonna bother me. Um, if you already have like a a classic. And I, I'm not implying that the original Pet Cemetery was. If you've got a classic, like uh, for years, they were talking about, oh, Tom Hanks needs to remake It's a Wonderful Life. He, mm-hmm. ne- he needs to take Jimmy Stewart's role. And like, I mean, this was circulating around forever. And I guess somebody finally put pen to paper as far as like talking to Hanks mm-hmm. about it, who really you have to have his consent, you know, to get him to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why would I do that? He's like, what part of It's a Wonderful Life what what's wrong with it? Like, why am am I doing a shot for shot remake? Because if I am, why would you do that? You already have the original film, and then you want to say, and why was Psycho remade? Shot, shot for, for shot. shot. <laughs> I, well, and again, like if you're going to pick a movie, like get away from like Alfred Hitchcock is a brilliant. Yeah. Well, was a br- brilliant director. There's not a whole lot you can probably like go through any of his films, like. Which of them need to be improved mm-hmm. in a spot? It, it, or it's like somebody, instead of doing uh, like a sequel to Jurassic World, they were like, we're going to remake Jurassic Park. I'm, I, you have the audacity to say you can you can take something Steven Spielberg did and you can make it. But that's that's what you're saying right mm-hmm. there. You're you're saying like, no, I can improve upon that. See, I think if you're going to remake something. If you can't write it yourself and you're going to remake it, remake a really bad movie. That's that's where I was headed with it. Yeah. The and I'm not saying that this was a bad film, but uh like when Eddie Murphy remade The Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. Um 
I, I, I think it was the original was an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Was it a perfect film? No, I don't. I don't think anybody no. ever said that. Was I do love me some Fred McMurray though. I, I, I think the the I think it was ninety six. I want to say the ninety six Nutty Professor was the way I think you need to approach a remake. Mm-hmm. Take a film that like has a good concept. And it's it's not so beloved that people are going to just loot. Like if somebody went out tomorrow and said, we're remaking the original 1977 Star Wars, we're going to recast all oh, the ro- like that's going to happen. But well, I, but I'll be, be I'll be dead or probably. senile yeah. by yeah. then. And so it'll be like I'm watching it for the first time. So I won't get so irascible about it. I'll just be like, you well, are irascible. This, this seems familiar. That mm-hmm. boy, he has a light sword. What's, what's <laughs> light going sword. on? Is that a space wizard? And you would acquire an accent in your old age? I, I assume. Like, <laughs> I get bonked on the head and I become British or something. I don't know. I, I assume that that's what happens when you get older. I haven't researched it a lot. No, no. But did you, ever, did you see the original film of this? Did you read the book? Um, or are you just seeing this with fresh eyes? It, it has been. I, I saw the original back in the day. I, as I recall, I went behind my parents' back, and Ooh, I want to say, like, so much one trouble. of my thirty years on. I, I think it'll be okay. Like they, they might make me sit at the kids' table at Thanksgiving or something like that. Um, I, I had went behind them and I watched the film, but like it wasn't a film that I continually like felt the need to revisit like terminator 2 when i saw that movie holy cow i was just like what wait a minute like i have watched that film countless times since mm-hmm. i saw it pet cemetery i think i may have seen twice and it's been at least 20 years since the most recent time that i viewed it now having never seen it is it about dead animals that come to life? Yes, I yes. actually don't know the the impetuous in all like in the book, the original film, and this one. Um, you have uh, the cat is killed, and one is it of that darn cat. No, not that Disney doesn't own this cat just yet. Yet, okay. um, you have a uh, a family that has moved into this area. Uh, recently the neighbor um points out to the new owner uh after the cat has passed and like whose cat was it the neighbor's cat no it was the the family that had just moved in um the the cat had died in this in the most recent version um kind of she the the daughter has connected with the neighbor he's an elderly gentleman and like he he sees noticeably like she doesn't understand death yet um and he he's he's like listen um there's this area uh, like over here i'll and he kind of basically just lays it down it's an ancient indian burial ground as i remember which by the way if anybody ever starts a sentence with that you need to walk away yeah it's never good just like i've never heard one just being like it's an ancient indian burial ground but darn it if it doesn't somehow grill hamburgers like nobody's business like you you smack some swiss on that Mm -hmm. and some mushrooms and i'm just telling you this somehow or another this ancient indian burial ground like marinades the steak in such a way that your taste buds will scream not Mm -hmm. in horror but in delight no and then you'll be possessed and lose your soul well yeah but in ancient but before that oh my goodness the just the succulent mushrooms 
So did they really say ancient Indian burial ground? Because I would have some point, At some point, like, well, I mean, that that's part oh. of the, that that whatever does it. Like, you have to bury them a certain way. There's an area mm-hmm. that you do it. And um, after the cat is, is buried and whatever causes it to, you know, either, like, return its soul or put, like, a demon soul in, like, the things are changed that you bury here. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they come back, they're different for for lack of a better term the cat is now very um ill-tempered mm-hmm. um scratching at things just kind of just seems like an angry cat and i don't mean like in a garfield way mm-hmm. like i mean in a just a really negative like the cat's just mean and angry now so there's a lot of just <sighs> that that kind of thing and like when it's a when it's a cat you know it uh, then you know it, it it is what it is. It, it's a smaller animal. Like it's not like it's a you know a minotaur or like a a, a full grown man or something like that. <laughs> so first first you name the mythological creature and then you name well the real thing. I'm just saying like you've got you've got like all right. It, let's say you we we have a minotaur friend like whatever. We well we would and he gets killed. And for some reason, we're like, no, we cannot let John the Minotaur like die. Not Jane, John. Jane, I know of an ancient Indian burial ground. Done. If we bury him there in a shallow grave and arrange rocks uh-huh. to form his tombstone, he'll come back. He'll, he'll come back. <laughs> and you'll just be like, oh, okay, well, is Let's there anything bad? That. And you'll be like, well, he'll have a lust for blood, <laughs> but John the Minotaur will be alive. And that's important. Except for his soul which will be dead all right so uh hmm and then that makes me think what if you buried a stake there would like the cow come back or the stake just be part of a cow and it'd be walking around or i think you've got to have like enough pieces to i listen i don't know exactly how ancient indian burial grounds work because i stayed away from i've known for a long time it's a bad idea like i want to say that's is it poltergeist isn't that yeah that's i'm just i'm just saying like i can't think of an ever a good instance where people like well ancient indian burial ground by the way i have a friend from india and he says not indians (laughs) ancient Native American burial, burial ground. I know, but see, I'm just this is I'm just going by what the, what the film yes. identifies it as. Okay, so a uh, cat comes back, not real happy, and ill tempered cat, yeah. But that's not Stephen Kingy enough, like just yet. If it was just about an ill tempered cat, really, it, Jim Davis could yes. have have written the adventures of like undead cat, which, by the way. I would totally have read <laughs> in, in the Sunday comics. Um, so, so I'm assuming the the undead cat snowball two starts to pillage and whatnot. Well, no, it just it just stays pretty ill tempered. <laughs> and that's in, the whole movie. That's now <laughs> in in the in the book um, or in the original film. Um, the well, okay. At this point, if you don't want to hear too much more about what's going. Um, there, there is some stuff that happens that is not necessarily implied within the the previews. But if you don't want to hear about that, like stop listening at this point. In the original novel and the movie, their son is struck by a semi truck, mm-hmm. and the father is overcome 
with grief. Like he has lost his child and the neighbor who who had showed him how like they had resurrected the cat had just been like, listen, they don't come back. The same. You can't you can't do this. Then why do you show him how to bring back the nasty cat? Because John Lithgow, like, just, he wasn't thinking. John Lithgow plays the neighbor uh, Mm -hmm. in this one. In full Harry and the Henderson? No, no. But but he's also not quite daddy's home either. This this is like mountain man John Lithgow, Mm, like, bearded, but, like... Tries to be helpful, like he he was just he was trying to be helpful, showing them a way to resurrect dead animals, mm-hmm. like from their graves. Um, the the father is grief stricken uh, with this, digs up his in 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 this the most recent version. It's the daughter digs up his daughter, buries her there. Like the mother and the son have went to go stay with family. Like she's obviously not taking uh, the death of her child very well, and. She comes back. But in kind of the same way that like the cat came back and was different, the the daughter is she's this very sweet, just like apple of your, you know, mm-hmm. your eye kind of thing. And when she returns from the dead, like she start questioning things like what what happened? She's like, I remember the truck, and then I just remember. And he's like, You're, you're back. You're better. You're, you know, you're good. And he's like, the the daughter knows something is wrong, and I I don't know if the longer that she is undead or whatever replaced her soul, um, she starts um getting stabby, mm. um for for lack of a better term, um. I can see how being undead would make you stabby. And when the the mother eventually comes back, um, she rejects this. Like, he did not run this by her. And, like, I have went to the store and picked up, like, the wrong milk. (laughs) And my wife has given me the what for for it. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. If I was ever going to raise one of our children from the dead, I would at least shoot her a text. (laughs) Asking, just being like, baby. Um, is it all right if, uh, I'm a gunner. <laughs> uh, is it all right if I raise one of our kids from the dead? You know, the one we just recently buried, like, and she'd probably, I'm going to say, shoot me back one real fast. Just being like, no, uh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. The mother is understandably concerned that he has raised their dead daughter from the grave. Like hasn't even explained it at this point, but like, I, I think it was one of those situations where it doesn't matter what you said. The explanation is not going to justify what happens. Um, he he kind of hears them coming, uh, coming up and he like kind of gives that. Ah, well, crap. <laughs> she jumps in the door and she like she is freaking out like her dead daughter is back and. More or less, she is rejecting this idea. And this daughter who is, like I said, I'm assuming also because it's Stephen King, it's some kind of demon that has entered where her soul should be. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't care for the fact that mom isn't happy to see her oh. and gets stabby-er. Mm. Um, now, is she like friends with the cat, though? Um, they They seem to be getting along as well as, you know... The undead seem to mm-hmm. seem to do. Um, I don't want to get into much more of the last little bit because it's actually kind of 
funny? No. Well, it, it, it it's interesting. And again, like when I'm saying if you're going to do a, a remake a film or in a reasonably popular film, if you are going to do beat for beat what happened there, especially if like it, some of it is surprising, like, OK, if if I remade The Sixth Sense and I kept the very popular ending to The Sixth Sense, what's the point? Like part of the selling of that film originally in what was it? 99, I believe mm. was the fact that the film was surprising. I don't get that with the remake. If I'm doing the exact same twist at the end. Right. And this film significantly diverges from the original movie and the book about, I want to say two thirds, maybe a little bit more through this one. So at this point, like, I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, I know what's going on, but I don't I don't know what's going to happen next. If you're going to remake something, if you're going to, like, revisit that material, I think this is kind of the way you're supposed to do it. Like a, a film like The Fellowship of the Ring. Don't touch that. A film like Empire Strikes Back. Leave it alone. Um, a, a film like Pet Cemetery, which has a, a name value. And I mean, we live in a world where like the top 10, top 20 films of every year are remakes, they're sequels. It's an existing IP. We're, until people stop going to see those in mass, they're going to keep doing them. But if 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 we have to have this instead of original stories, I think this is the way that you should do it. Like, don't feel beholden enough that you have to go beat for beat whatever the original film did or mm-hmm. the 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 book did. Like, it, the the premise is interesting enough. Like that you can you can get a couple of films worth of stuff. I would say out of okay, there there's a burial ground that if you if you place like something dead into it it's going to come back but it's going to come back different like you can run with that concept and this isn't going to be a film that i revisit like year after year uh but it was interesting enough that when i left the theater i wasn't necessarily disappointed that i had seen it either okay and i i i don't I, i would like a good original story like uh, a couple weeks ago, I saw Us. Mm-hmm. That that was a good original story. I wish that we were in a, a a climate that kind of like encouraged that as opposed to constantly remaking whatever was made, you know, 10 years, 20 years, what, whatever is in vogue at that point. Like Dumbo was also remade like again this week, and I will probably end up seeing that as well. But like... Probably. Probably. It's your homework, I'm man. A, I'm a guessing. Well, I, I'm just like, we're also getting, uh, what's what's coming out? Um, Hellboy is coming out Friday. What? Yeah. Hellboy from, like, also was uh, made into a film in 2000. I'm saying, like, we Hellboy. live. Is, that, is it? No, not Ron oh. Perlman and Guillermo del Toro. No, it's not the third film in that oh. planned trilogy. This is a remake of Hellboy. Who's directing? Is it going to be funny? Someone who is not, I cannot, I I have a tremendous amount of love for Perlman, Guillermo del Toro, and those two films in particular, I cannot imagine. And like I said, I will be happily wrong if I get into this and I'm just like, wow, holy cow, what have they done with this? Hellboy is all sorts of funny. As a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking of it, in a way, Hellboy 
for me, was a precursor to the comedy in Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool. I just didn't expect it to yeah. be so funny. Like the 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 original film just really it it hits you in a especially if you're not like I was aware of the source material, but I don't think I was ready for as funny as because mm-hmm. it, it, it is it R rated. I want to say it's a, it's an R rated movie about like this this guy that raises a a demon from hell like and that premise right there up front doesn't sound like a, a comic gem but it is but the film is it's outright entertaining mm-hmm. and it garnered a, a sequel hellboy to the golden army yeah and there was talk for years of bringing it to a conclusion in hellboy 3 but for whatever reason i'm assuming be- because del toro is constantly like he was supposed to direct the hobbit that didn't up happening because it What's took so deal, long man he he gets tired of waiting around and waiting around for because <sighs> he doesn't think cheap whatever i'm just I, like when, when when your ideas cost 80 million dollars like you can't go in your back room or, you know backyard and shoot that movie like you've got to be like hey universal studios I need some scratch. Like, <laughs> can I have $60 million? And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Well, anyway, I have not yet shown the girls Hellboy, but I keep suggesting it. It's like, Hellboy, what's that? What's that? I said, no, seriously, it's funny. Sure, he's a Hellboy, but it's good stuff. Well, it's Ron Perlman, and he's probably in his... I'm going to say 40s or 50s when he shoots. So he's not really even a hell boy. He's he's a hell, hell man. man yeah. He's hell man. And I don't mean the mayonnaise. Like, maybe that's why they didn't do that. They'll be like, this is hell man. And they'll be like, like, like the mayo? And they'll be like, no, no, no. Uh, hell man. Should like, be product placement everywhere. And I, I'd buy some a spicy mm. mayo from Hellboy's Hell Man's. Mayonnaise just be mayonnaise, huh? Well, I'm, because gotta, because why you gotta spice it? Because up. he's a demon. I would assume no, that I they would eat the spicy. I just, I you, you, listen, synergy. I'm trying to give you some corporate synergy. All right. Anyway, so Pet Cemetery is fine. I, I don't think it's a classic. Um, if you get to see like a like a Saturday matinee or something, and you like films that are kind of uh, disturbing stabby. or stabby, mm-hmm. I, I think this is your film. Like you don't have to run out. And see it immediately. Uh, but if you were a fan of the book or you were a fan of the original film, I think it's got enough interest like for you that it'll warrant the... And, and it's pretty brisk, too. I want to say it's like an hour and 40 minutes, hour and a half. So it doesn't mm-hmm. overstay its welcome either. Mm, okay. So there you have it. And uh, it's okay. Really can't add Which, which is perfect. It. It's okay to be an okay film. Like... Warrant, warrant your existence. You are listening to Parental Guidance Suggested from high atop the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center with Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. Does a movie have to be more than just okay? No, I mean, listen, there's a lot of films out there that are not even just okay. Like, go to Rotten Tomatoes and start looking. You can, I'm sure you saw several films like as a teenager that you were drugged to on a Friday night that your friends were like, no, 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 let's watch this. And they're not okay. This film, like I said, it at least warrants its existence. Like, it's not the greatest film ever made. It's not. I thought I'd share just a little bit of what we're doing on Facebook Live, even though it's just going to be you because you can't see me. You could flip. Can can you not do the little. I don't know how the camera works on that there. but. It would be awkward. But anyway, um, 
What were we saying? We were talking I'm sure about it was riveting. we were talking about Hellman's Hellboy Manners. Yes. Yes. This is what we were most recently speaking about. That would be most, most um, excellent. But we had also mentioned uh, Pet Cemetery. like, it's okay. Is it okay to just be okay? Yeah. I guess. Like, it, it, if, if you are part of a, a legacy franchise, like, is it okay? Would it be okay with the amount of money, resources, and time that Disney has spent on Avengers Endgame? Would it be okay if that movie was... Just okay. No, it would not be. I don't, I would not be okay with that. Like, I need that film to melt my face off. Mm-hmm. And anything less than face melt <laughs> is is not going to be all right. Uh, okay, I can see that. And that comes out in two weeks, yes? Two it's weeks? the 26th, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're getting Game of Thrones final season and Avengers Endgame. Uh, both within very close proximity to each other. Do we have a? What am I trying to say? Do we have a um, a Wednesday Pizza. or? Th- <laughs> Do we have a Wednesday or a Thursday night show of Endgame? I would. Th- they were going to release the uh, Infinity War in May, and then Robert Downey Jr. just popped up on Twitter one day, and he's like, "Hey, can me and several thousand of my closest friends see it early, Disney?" And they're just like. Sure, Robert Downey Jr., you can. Hmm. I don't I don't know that that's what they're doing, but it wouldn't surprise me if they allowed some preview screenings, kind of a la uh, Shazam or maybe like a Wednesday opening. Because um, as I understand it, this film's going to make bank. Yeah, it is. I read a possible $900 million opening for Endgame. I don't, I don't think $900 million. Oh, you're talking about like worldwide? Yeah. That was the prediction. That I mean, I read. they're they're saying that calling for like somewhere between I think two hundred and fifty and two hundred and eighty million in the U.S. So I mean, you launch this thing globally mm-hmm. at the same time everywhere. That I mean, that's not impossible. And that would be the biggest opening of anything ever, ever in the world of film. Well. Yeah. Previous to, I think, what Infinity War did. Like, yeah. <laughs> like really, the only the only thing they have to take down now is themselves like and if it's not that it's basically their cousin from across star wars i think force awakens still owns like the second or third best up so really right now marvel and star wars are just kind of trading back and forth on who can open a film larger mm-hmm. and i would say getting the sequel to a film that made two billion dollars would be significant enough if it could make a billion dollars its opening weekend Worldwide. So, uh, interesting. I wonder, 20 years from now, what will be virtually obsolete? I'm watching stuff on your phone. We'll be doing a podcast about us being upset that they want to install chips into our brain. <laughs> that they can they can download it. Durrell just be like, I I don't want Apple to have access to my cortex. <laughs> <Just> be- <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Cravens.